This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Voice of Achievers, a weekly podcast that dives deep into situations that shape the learning curve of experienced individuals. My name is Yashika and I curate the stories of passionate individuals who dared odds to walk a tough road. Simple people like you and I. They tried, they failed, but they continued working hard and managed to stay afloat even during hard times. So what is that one thing that changed their lives completely? What motivates them? What did they learn from their failures? Let's get into their world and explore their journey. It's only words and words are all she has to take your heart away. Our guest today dared to dream and now paints words to both make a living and to meditate. Ms. Sanjana Chatlani is a calligrapher and lettering artist and also the founder of the Bombay Lettering Company, a hand lettering and calligraphy studio in Mumbai that renders hand lettered scripts for corporate products and events. Having worked for various brands, events and weddings, Sanjana also teaches pointed pen calligraphy across the country with the recent launch of an online store for her products. She's dipped her feet in philanthropic and social activities, having taught art and dance to students in Budapest and Dharamshala in the past. And now she thrives in what she calls her meditative go-to place, inking words at the Bombay Lettering Company. Welcome to the show, Sanjana. Thank you, Yashika. I'm so glad to be here. Let's begin from the journey that transformed calligraphy as a hobby to a full-time profession now. While growing up, I was very inclined towards art. I definitely had a creative side in me, but I never really thought it would end up becoming a career or a profession. I hoped it would come back into my life in some form. And I started working and my first job out of college was with a wines and spirits company. And I started doing brand management and marketing and I found it very interesting. And I did about three and a half years over there. I think it was somewhere in between my corporate hustle that I really felt a lack of something. Having been staring at a computer screen for say eight, ten hours and I'd come home and ask myself, what is it that I can do now that's kind of like a stress buster or something that's calming but doesn't require me to stare at a screen again because Hmm. today everyone's form of relaxation is watching a show on Netflix but I felt like I needed something else and I started doodling. I started drawing out inspirational, motivational quotes. I started following some very interesting artists on Instagram and that's when I realized that there are beautiful forms of calligraphy because even while growing up calligraphy wasn't an art form that was given too much importance It's always been like a dying art form. So when we look Mm. at calligraphy broadly, we've grown up learning a style which is broad edge, which is even our Devnagri script. And that's because the tip of the nib is flat, which makes it broad. The other family altogether is pointed pen calligraphy, which is what I got very interested in. And pointed pen because the nib we use is a flexible pointed nib. And every stroke we create is caused by the pressure we are applying. And I wasn't seeing anyone in India do pointed pen calligraphy. 
And that's when I reached out to some of these artists from California. I asked if I could go visit them, learn from them maybe. They were very forthcoming. It's a great community over there. And I learned from some very, very talented calligraphers who really opened up another world to me. Because one part is calligraphy, but the other part altogether is the world of lettering. And that's mm. massive. So I came back, I was still working full time, but I'd come home very excited to work on different calligraphy projects and just, I would call it a passion project at the time. I happened to then decide to start an Instagram account and I said, I want to see where this goes. It's given mm. me a lot of happiness. It's a great creative outlet. So I started putting up pictures of my work and initially I started doing work just with friends and family, pro bono. Did a few birthday cards, did a few Diwali cards. And it was only until November 2017 where I received an order for a very large wedding. It was about 1,200 wedding invites. That's when I really sat back and I said, okay, should I take this on? And everyone around me was very encouraging. I think that's when it really started where I started taking on work on the side. But eight months, nine months into working full time, I used to come home with another full time job waiting for me, which was my calligraphy. And it was about June 2018 when I decided to take a step back and said, okay, you have a lot of good work coming in for calligraphy. While I loved what I was doing at Moet Hennessy and my learnings were incredible. I had a whole plan that I wanted to go through with this corporate journey, maybe go for my MBA. But then calligraphy happened. And I think there was something that was telling me that you found something you're so passionate about. You're being realistic about it because you've actually taken on projects, you've taken on work and you're seeing a good response. So why not take it full time and see what you can do with it? It was that moment when I decided, I think I want to explore this further, uh, the Bombay Lettering Company, which is what I called it, and just see where I can take this. So I think that journey from passion to profession for me was very organic. And I guess there's been no looking back. This was almost like plunging in full-time once you knew you had projects. Don't you think that there was a lot of risk in embracing this challenge? Yeah, for sure. I feel it's really important to start your career working for someone. Right. Even if you have something you're passionate about, okay, unless you're like 1000% sure, you've tried it, you've tested it, you're already in a position to know that this can be your career, then it's okay. But I feel for most of us millennials and the younger generation who are also quite lost, the importance Absolutely. of having that first job, working for someone, understanding the discipline, understanding the corporate world, understanding a structure of a business, how it works, the different departments, interacting with people, people you may not like, people you like, people treating you not so well, people treating you very well. All of that, I feel, really shaped me and really helped me grow. And taking all that experience from my last job, that is also what helped me grow the Bombay Lettering Company. That risk will always be there. You can only find what you truly love when you're in an uncomfortable position, which means stepping out of your comfort zone. For me, it was tough as well. And I thought that if I don't do this now, then when? I was 25 and I was excited, I was driven. And I thought that this is a great time to delve into and get into something like calligraphy and lettering because... There are not too many people in India doing it. I want to try and introduce this and see where it goes. But I waited. I gave myself a couple months. I was able to offer a lot of services, even the kind of income. I was making an income that was good enough to sustain myself. So I knew that I was being realistic about it. I feel that's when I decided and took that big leap. There's so much patience. There's so much precision. There's so much attention to detail that's required. And I loved all of that. It made me a much calmer person. 
it became like meditation for me and i think it was only mm-hmm. when i realized all of that that's when i decided to take the plunge was the timing right i'm not sure <laughs> could i have worked in the corporate world 6 months more and then quit my job maybe guess we never know when you're ready you just know it and you want to do it and i don't see the point in wasting time if you already know you want to do something and for a creative career like this how important do you think a degree is well i have met master penmen and calligraphers who've been doing calligraphy since the age of 8 and 9 and studied it professionally seriously the degrees everything and i met some amazing calligraphers who picked this up just 10 years ago maybe 8 years ago in their 20s in their 30s and they're phenomenal today they're known all over the world and i had the opportunity to learn from some of them who not necessarily have degrees i feel an art form is so dependent on your work your skill your talent and what you do with it i do not have a degree in fine art i studied media mm-hmm. and communication and i don't see it as an obstruction where i see myself going in is forever learning i know for a fact that i will keep learning i can never say i've learned everything i need to learn in this art field not at all i've literally scratched the surface so the way i'm looking at it is taking at least one or two trips a year where i travel abroad learn from the best masters i can possibly find and that for me is my form of education in this art space to be able to come back and offer more to my audience as well i feel that in terms of education is so much more important today because you got to just keep up with what's going on you rightly mentioned it's tough to take your eyes off the screen tell us how an art form like this can coexist in such a tech driven world i get this question a lot and people do ask me they sometimes think i'm going to run out of a job i think originally obviously technology was seen as this enemy of calligraphy but if i can quote one of my favorite calligraphers jake wideman he said you cannot be what you cannot see and we're seeing all of this today because of the digital world because of instagram because of social media and he calls our time today the renaissance of calligraphy that a big part of it is because of the digital world we live in i have primarily grown my business on instagram which is social media what i see in this whole technology digital space one is obviously the emotional aspect hand written work hand rendered scripts have a sense of emotion that maybe a typed out printed message may not give you when i was learning with barbara calzolari in italy last year she opened up my soul she's one of the most passionate women i have seen the way she looks at calligraphy it's all emotion because what are we doing we're emoting on people the second thing i look at is obviously that if we go very technical yes you have computers yes you have fonts but there are restrictions and limitations what i love about a handwritten script is that you can add flourishes when i'm writing something i can change the course of what i'm writing based on my mood having said that what's really important to know is that i want to embrace both the world i love that interplay between craft and technology feel if we embrace this whole digital world we can create really beautiful stuff i love digitizing my lettering but i know that it'll always carry that essence of a human touch no matter where it ends up because it was started with me drawing on paper and we as humans always crave that human touch so if you even in a space like calligraphy art lettering fine art anything where the niche market now because there's technology all around us and we are the handful of humans who are still focusing on our craft focusing on the niche and working on it 
you also touched upon social media and how you used Instagram to your advantage. Yeah. How much is too much when it comes to social media for a millennial? And where does one draw the line? Yes, Instagram has worked really well for me. I always ask myself, am I pushing Sanjana the artist or am I pushing Bombay Latching the company? And even that will 100% influence and affect the kind of content you put up on your social media. So for me, it's the Bombay Lettering Company. That's important. That is key. But people have to know that there is a human being behind it. I am real. I am an artist. And I'm working on this brand day in and day out. Which is why when I put up content, it's always related to calligraphy, lettering, a little bit of art and design. I do put up posts of myself, of me working to add that human touch and side to it, which I've seen that people really like. Another thing I've realized is people appreciate that I respond to their messages and DMs, which I try to as much as possible. Just about tools, about random questions they have. Well, because I struggled when I was learning. What's too much? I feel talking too much about your personal life on a brand page mm. is a bit putting mm. off. There is that fine line. I do talk about what I'm feeling at times. I do talk about personal things, but very, very little. They're not following me because I'm endorsing a beauty product or a skincare brand. So I'm following you for calligraphy. I'm following you for your art. And I wish you could just stick to that. Of course, you do respond to direct messages on Instagram. In a way, maybe we could say that for Instagram influencers, email has been replaced by Instagram direct messages. One can connect with their audience right away. But with social media, one thing always leads to another. Don't you think one is distracted? For sure. I think you can take social media as what you want to take it. I don't spend too much time scrolling through my feed. I put up work and I spend more time doing that. And I feel what social media has done is it's also made us really, really conscious. And sometimes we Mm. do things just for the like and it's not healthy. So I think you have to be really careful and really smart of how much you're going to let social media affect you and influence you. While I say I have grown my business on Instagram primarily, It's not smart, I think, to say that I would rely on it 100%. It's really Mm. important to maintain your own database. I always encourage and ask people to leave their email addresses. So I have direct connection with these followers as well. What if Instagram shuts Mm. down tomorrow? Do I go out of business? No. So you, while, (laughs) while social media is great and it's important, I don't think someone can rely on it as their main form at all. Now, you said the business grew organically. For a creative career like this, have you been able to decipher your business model or are you still at it? Okay, so I feel in my initial few months, I was taking on anything and everything. I wanted to see what are the kind of jobs I like doing or what frustrates me and what I want to stay away from. For me, initially, it was word of mouth that helped me build what I was trying to do. When I would even tell people that, I'm a calligrapher and I, I take on lettering work. People would still look at me in a slightly blank way and I'd have to visually explain what I was doing. I feel by showcasing my work and there, I was able to create a demand that may not have been there before. And it made me realize how smart and intelligent people are because if you put out something, audience, a customer, a client will take it, absorb it, look at it, understand how he can adapt this into his business and come back to you with an order. I love lettering on surface and I put up some pictures and there was a gentleman who owns a bathroom tile shop 
and he called me up and he said oh so i've seen that you you know you do calligraphy and it looks great so i am having an event and i want to send out every invitation on a slab of uh tile so i said can you handwrite the entire invite on that and that was exciting it's just how creatively we want to use it that's primarily you doing the tiles or you doing the handwriting yeah. to sort of scale this up further you'd need people to help you and for you to have a team yeah. taking on from i think where i left initially i started taking on just project hand lettered work so this was direct services that i was offering it was a few months into doing that that i had a few friends reach out to me and ask me if i'll teach but i did a class for fun and realized that i very much enjoyed it right. a few of my followers started asking me if i'd conduct a workshop so now i was offering my services and doing workshops once in a while but when people would ask me where to buy the supplies from i said i want to make it easy and accessible for people to buy the tools i had suffered while i was learning so i reached out to some of the best manufacturers of products and tools that i use on a daily basis and i asked them if i could be their distributor in india i got a great response so i launched an online store so i currently have an e-commerce platform where i sell calligraphy tools and supplies and i'm now expanding that into products and merchandise which i will be selling a lot of my work as well the next step would be online classes and teaching online the next thing that i'm looking at doing is trying to use calligraphy as therapy working with children with special needs working with adults with special needs as per your question in terms of a team and scaling up yes that is obviously the next step i have a very small team at the moment but i am the only person doing the calligraphy and i've wanted it that way but if i'm scaling up and if i want to go in the direction of having a team of calligraphers i am trying to get rural artisans because i think this has been highly influenced by my time working with an ngo i was working with a really amazing group of women from gujarat they're from meethapur and the brand is called okai it's a csr activity of tata chemicals and i've seen these amazing women take their traditional embroidery skills and create really amazing products apparel and they're selling online to and what i started doing with them was giving them calligraphy like words and quotes and they would embroider over it onto their products and that's what got me thinking and if i can create opportunities for them teach them calligraphy we can even do different scripts and different languages and not just restrict myself to english so that's the project i'm working on now underprivileged women artisans who i will start training in the next 3 months and they will be my team of calligraphers so that's the whole social empowerment angle as well ooh i love collaborations and i think that's something that really excites me and a collaboration is great because you're getting two people from two very different fields and industries who are experts and really good at what they do bringing them together to create something beautiful i'm working with a 3d printing company called make whale to create a line of personalized jewelry so i do the calligraphy and make whale 3d prints it on brass and we're creating really cool pendants now moving on to maybe bracelets and earrings as well another exciting collaboration coming up it's a fashion very cool fashion brand and i'm working with them on their new collection where they want to incorporate lettering into their line of clothes so just seeing fashion and calligraphy or jewelry and calligraphy i think for me it's seeing whole play of art craft and technology and embracing the worlds together so i definitely see collaboration as like the way to go so i think as a business model i'm i won't definitely. say it's 100% figured out but i'm getting there 
it's been a year and a half since I started the Bombay mm-hmm. Lettering Company. And I have realized what I enjoy doing. I have realized what I want to stay away from. I've realized that there are these four or five buckets that I can clearly put my work into. And obviously learning and investing in myself. Because I am an artist, but I'm also a businesswoman. And that's what I want to look at it as. It's exciting. So you, you rightly mentioned that you are an artist, yes. But you're also a businesswoman. And as a businesswoman who is an artist in times like this, where people are embracing careers like this, what do you think about competition? And I love it. I'm honestly friends with a lot of the best calligraphers in India today and abroad. I feel like we should make an effort to become a community because anyway, we're such a small group. I don't think I've ever been threatened really by competition. Maybe also because what I do is still quite new in in India. In a way, this whole idea of competition and being better Mm. than the other really comes up. But we're so lucky to be in a country like India with such a large population. And I do feel that every artist will have their space, will have their niche, will have their set of clientele. But that's my direct competition. whole world of indirect competition as well, which is graphic designers, typographers, design firms. Because they're still able to produce what I'm doing, but they're doing it digitally. It's great and it's exciting to have healthy competition. And just knowing that, you know, what you're doing is different. It's unique. You're putting your heart and soul into it. So there's nothing else to worry about. Uh, One bit of advice that uh, you'd like to give to anyone who's taking up a creative career. Especially for us millennials, we're really impatient. We want things. We want results now. And I've seen that, but especially with an art form, that will never happen. You need to be really, really patient. And that's something I've learned because what's meant to be will be. And what you're supposed to be doing will eventually come and find you if you don't find it. But also be realistic about it. I love playing tennis. It's another outlet for me. It's a stress buster. I enjoy it. But I've been very realistic about the fact that I'm not that good at tennis to take it up professionally. So I have kept it as a hobby and I enjoy it. So I think weighing it out and being realistic about what can become a profession and what can't is important. Work for someone, something as small as knowing how to write a very professional email, you know, small things, soft skills that we don't learn in school and college while studying, but you learn on the job. It'll all help later on when you're trying to build your own company also. Learn from people who you look up to. Learn from artists. Go shadow someone. Speak to mentors. Understand what it is you want to do. And just be realistic about the fact that from now, this is going to move from passion to profession. I can't just do calligraphy when I feel like it. I have to do it no matter what because I have deadlines. I have Mm. clients. I have customers. Sometimes it sucks out the joy 100%. Still got to do it. Mm. And you need to be okay with doing that. You know, so just... Kind of have faith in that process. And lastly, before we leave you, uh, what does achievement mean to you? Not sure if I've really figured that one out yet. But um, I think I would divide it into a more micro and macro sense. For me, I'd look at the really small micro objectives being accomplished that lead to a larger macro sense of achievement, which is then, I guess, translated into success. I work with this child, he's eight, and he is on the spectrum and he is autistic. And we we sit once a week 
we we do lettering we work and he loves it initially for the first few turns i wasn't sure what i was able to help him with because he'd come he'd draw he'd have fun and he'd go but i thought that okay if i'm trying to use calligraphy as therapy over here i need to be able to impact and his mom told me that you know sanjana mm-hmm. he could not stop talking about his teacher miss sanjana and how she's opened up this world to him and how he's he just cannot wait for his next calligraphy class and that for me was so fulfilling because i knew that okay i'm doing something right with this little boy who can talk about me and talk about calligraphy in a way that he's excited to come back another one was i think when i got the order for priyanka chopra and nick jonas's wedding to be their wedding calligrapher as well as do some work for the ambani wedding and a little bit for the pikan ranveer's wedding i feel those are times that validifies when you you know you keep asking yourself i'm working so hard and is all of this worth it and then you're recognized to take on some of the biggest weddings in the country and they have seen your work they appreciate it they value it it's a great feeling i think small achievements i remember this so distinctly i reached jodhpur umed bhavan for priyanka and nick's wedding and we had to get ids made and i reached the table and i'm like hi my name is sanjana and i need my id made and they're like okay which department are you from from tech are you from design are you from the floral team i was like very confidently i'm like no no i'm the calligrapher and the guys at the table just looked at me confused that but i just know that i'm the calligrapher working on the wedding and they all laughed and they were like wow look at the time we're in today and it's it's really nice to see that a wedding is giving importance to having a calligrapher on site so they happily wrote my tag that said sanjana calligraphy artist but it made me realize that you know hard work does pay off and these little achievements really boost your sense of you know just wanting to do more take on more it's so encouraging it's so motivating to know that your work is being appreciated and it's being recognized wish you all the best for bombay lettering company and all your endeavors thank you so thank much, you so much for being it's really shows. nice to see that even for you for voice of achievers the fact that you're recognizing and identifying talent it's great to give people a platform to talk about their art even for me the fact that i can talk to you about what i'm doing and hopefully spread the love the joy inspire a few people and show them what this world is all about so thank you so much thank you for listening if you like this podcast don't forget to subscribe to voice of achievers and share the link with your friends tune in for brand new episodes every sunday at 11 am Stay updated and stay connected by following us on Instagram at Voice of Achievers. You may also send us guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover with our guests by writing to us. Send out an email to editor at voiceofachievers.com with your name followed by your suggestion. Trust me, we're listening and we cannot wait to share more such voices to empower you. Thank you.